one and we're live all right all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to the disqualified expert podcast the only podcast on the internet that's made up of experts who are completely disqualified um yep. and today we're going to be talking about well to start off with uh, we decided in america to talk about the books that we've been reading and this is the first time we actually made a a uh, you know a, a list of conversation list, yeah. topics which well, we're going to talk a, about this, the single and only conversation topic we we decided to start on was was reading. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What books you've been reading and how they how they have uh, had an impact on your life? Me. Uh, so I read a lot of self help books. I read a lot of like. Yeah. Uh, so I read. Uh, I read. Uh, no, not really. Honestly, I said. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. So I read. I read a few books. I read. Um, I just read David uh, David Goggins' book uh, "Can't Hurt Me." That mm. one was a nice read. That was good, interesting. Mm. Definitely uh, mentality. So like it helps you learn yeah. a lot about your mentality and what it, how it affects your life. I've read a lot of different types of books too, like uh, "Never Split the Difference" by Chris Voss, which is a negotiation book. This yeah, guy used he's to the be hostage like, negotiator. Yeah, he used yeah. to be like the the, the top uh, FBI negotiator, and like yeah. This guy would they would they would fly him out to like places where people needed to be like escorted or like let's say there was hostages they needed like and they wanted like yeah. two billion dollars or something he would lower it down to like five thousand somehow yeah, and he was yeah just a god you know a god of negotiation he, he's like an NBA player playing against middle schoolers when it comes to business literally, conversations literally bro it's, it's just like what's your league oh yeah you're talking about business deal I had lives on the line when I was talking with my negotiations it's it's pretty awesome. No, he's he's fucking crazy, bro. He, he's got like some crazy the tech the techniques he shows you are actually not like actually crazy. Like there's there's one it's called um it's called labeling or no labeling no one is it's called mirroring. Sorry, this is there is a labeling but it's yeah, also yeah. mirroring. And mirroring basically it's what mirroring. you do because <clears throat> negotiation is all about getting information, right? So you're trying to yeah, absorb yeah, get as much information from the other guy as you can. So like yeah. if he's talking, you're winning. You know you're on the you're you're on the like if you're talking, you're on the back foot right now because you're yeah, giving yeah. Him information, you're telling him stuff, you know. Yeah. So you got you got to make him talk. You got to make him get like reveal things to you. So one thing you do to do that is simple. Like let's you're say someone, the last three words. Yeah, the last three words they say. So like let's say you're like, let's say you're talking like, oh my dog died. I would be like, your dog died in like a question mark like, you know. Way. Yeah. And then you would start explaining how your dog died. Yeah. You don't have to ask. Yeah. You, you know, I didn't ask. I don't have to ask why or how. You just start explaining it. So like it's there's a lot of tips like that that just work in the real world and even just in regular conversations that you can really start and like people like you more right because they they, they get to, yeah. like, they feel like they can open up to you and they can talk to you but maybe you're just helping them do that you know through little things it's a it's all tactics bro you learn all this stuff it's a really That's good book cool. I suggest anybody that wants to get into business read this book it's a uh, it's very valuable especially if you're planning to go into uh, sales or anything like that like that's definitely a book i would tell like any sales yeah anybody in sales I mean, to read for sure it's certainly better to listen to people i mean, I feel like when it comes to learning any task you, you can plateau very easily and when it comes to people who are well like a hostage negotiator versus a business negotiator it's like michael jordan playing a pickup game with a bunch well, of middle literally, schoolers literally he has so many stories in there of him just like going yeah. to a car dealership or something and just like robbing the motherfucker you know like like, yeah. like legitimately yeah. robbing the guy like like they have nothing against him bro. like, like i i don't want to says like three words and they're like and they're like let me talk to my boss and they come back and they they, they and they give him the price he wants like you know yeah like i don't want to talk to the guy who's like had not much on the line. I want to talk to the guy who was like literally 
trying to like had lives on the line because that's that's the person who and has the most knowledge about it. Well, he had he had no choice. You know, you have to be at your best. You yeah, know? you have to be yeah, the best. You know, you can't you can't exactly. say oh, I'm having a bad day. Like, nah, it's got to be a good day or else that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to know your shit. You have to know your tactics. And like he says at the beginning, like back in the day, like it was a lot harder. Like the the tactics were a bit different, and like, they had to they had to really uh, they had to change them up. You know, like people died like a lot, like you know, because of uh, bad negotiation yeah. tactics or just tactics that weren't advanced enough. You know. Yeah. No, I haven't read the. It's been like two or three months since I read the book, so uh, you know I have two to. Or three like, months. I have to read it. I probably have to like read it again if I do go plan to go into any negotiations, any serious negotiations. Negotiations, I would read it again. But uh, read yeah. It again. Yeah, definitely. But uh, what about you? Reading any books recently? <laughs> uh yeah, I was reading uh the Brothers Gamazarov by uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky. He. Yeah, you gotta explain that to uh, me because I don't even know what that is, bro. It's a novel oh, okay. that uh, it's uh, written by one of the great. Uh, uh, it's kind of like he's like I'd say he's up there with like the Shakespeare of, of Russian literature. Damn. Like, he's, okay. like, yeah, and um, his books are like have very very philosophical undertones. So he kind of like talks about philosophical concepts, but instead of it being like philosophy, where it's uh, know just pure philosophy where you read someone like Nietzsche where uh, they, they, they they list out a bunch of claims and describe their theories and ideas it's like you have these characters who are battling out the philosophy so it's kind of like it's very very detailed philosophically yeah but and philosophy using is crazy, his, man. this guy's like yeah but but he's using his characters instead of instead of being a philosophy book it's like he's talking it's every single action is heavily intertwined with philosophy and um by every single character and so it's pretty cool because uh like how damn, yeah okay. that's like like um very intense. It must be very complicated to read like when you're reading you must have to like understand every situation like like stop for a minute understand what the hell's going on understand what it means well sometimes yeah definitely with harder i could read really really quickly if it's just like a, like an, e an, e an easy read um, but definitely with these books, I got to slow down my reading pace. Like an example would be um, when in the, uh, like a critique of the intellectuals. So in, in this novel, there's uh, uh, one of the brothers, Ivan, he's uh, an intellectual and he critiques them because he's, he's an atheist. And it's in a, in a sense that he's saying, if you don't have faith in God, you have faith. That there is no God because no matter, no matter what evidence you you'll be shown to it, you'll 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 hold faith that it, that it has no divine nature, and so it's like a critique of like the faithless structures because if even if you like want to abandon faith, right, you still hold faith just more of a nihilistic and less optimistic faith, Damn. which is yeah with the characters and it, and he represents that by having like uh. He, where uh, Ivan defends uh, an argument that the church should become the state, right? And uh, even though he's an atheist, because he believes that if the moral structure was extended through the state, uh, he he he, uh, then people would follow the moral path, which uh, is funny because he's an atheist. And interesting. Uh, yeah, it's interesting how he like he, he yeah, but so it makes sense like, though. It makes sense, right? Because like you can be completely educated. <laughs> And have really, really well set opinions, but 
be completely up your own ass because uh <laughs> even even if you have like faith that you, that you don't believe in anything you still have faith true yep. which, which is, yeah so that, that's like an example of just like yeah i yeah, know it's a deep what that, that does that's a singular page out of the novel i i've taken a break how long right are now. these books how long are these books usually how many, how many this, pages? this book is like 700 pages and it's like thick <laughs> nice okay. but i'm like a, i'm like a hundred of the <coughs> pages i'm a i'm a hundred pages in i've taken a break for a while yeah, just yeah. because i've been like yeah, i don't know just been, you know you you don't want to read it for if it's a long book like that bro i'd probably take breaks too like also like i like to up, you know? i when i read philosophy i i tend to like well it's also because i i slack off and i i get bored and i and i go it's natural I, bro. it's I, natural I, it happens yeah, yeah i used to read books all the way through but in like the past like couple of years ever since i got my first job there used to be like i, I got a book for like christmas or something and i'd be like wow oh yeah and used to read and, them and I, yeah yeah and now i'm like oh I, I just, this this is interesting and it, it's like the purchase of the book fulfills the need and i, I don't read them all the way through yeah so, bro that's gonna, crazy eh? it's amazing how that works like you you purchase something and like you feel like, okay like i have the book now it's like oh. yeah yeah <laughs> oh I, I bought the book i'm so i haven't read read page one but you know i, I bought like, the book i feel like a lot of people do that like they buy books because they're like oh, i'm gonna read this book like you know i'm gonna learn yeah or like oh, i'm gonna read this book because it's yeah. good and then you get it and you're like I don't even want to read this book, man. Like, way, but, like your brain way, does not want to read the book, you know? Like, even though I was so excited to yeah. buy the book. Like, I'm sure it's different I, for some people, but, like, I yeah. like that's a thing. I don't know. I wonder the why. way I deal with that is all the books I haven't read, I put them on my desk. And so that, like... Slowly, subconsciously, single, yeah. You, like, every want to single read day. Well, every single... First of all, like, it's... One of the books I haven't fully read, I'm halfway through, but I stopped, uh, is Atomic Habits. And it's like you make it obvious. You make you make the uh, <laughs> it obvious. And also, it's just every single day I can just sit down at my desk and just have this shame of looking at these books and I haven't read them. <laughs> well, they're right there, and subconsciously you like slowly think about yeah. them more and more. So like, I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, I actually just started yeah. reading Atomic Habits. I read the Atomic Habits. I read the first chapter uh, yesterday. Yeah. Well, like the the chapter about himself there, how he got hit in the face with a fucking baseball bat, and like yeah, he was like fucked up and having seizures and shit like yeah it's crazy man like you know he could have died right there nuts i could have died yeah a lot of times in my life too it's crazy <laughs> no one cares crazy. about you okay will you didn't write a book <laughs> Wait, i didn't write a book that's a really good point i'm gonna write a book and i'm one just day, gonna bro. like one day copy like one of my favorite like books and i'm just gonna add like two or three sentences and just republish it <laughs> yeah i'm a, yeah just, same bro honestly i'll just be like jordan peterson 13 rules to life instead of 12 rules and what's the thir- what would your 13 rule be never 13th rule uh run with a, f- with a you know shit before you run shit before you run yeah so That's you don't a- shit while you're running <laughs> um procrastination is worse than pro- procrastination oh i see that makes yeah. sense. Now that that would That's be a, rule. a terrible thing. That would you be see, there's, pro- there's procrastination and there's procrastination, which is what is procrastination? Define it. It's when you're procrastinating by masturbating. But isn't that, <laughs> that, that honestly? It is worse because you're basically just wasting time. You're like, should yeah. I do it? Should I not do it? And you just gotta be like, like what's the what's the what, how do you get out of that? Yeah. How do you, what do you do? What's the solution? The solution is. You uh, put your phone down, you go look in the mirror, and you say, 
Um, what kind of quality is this? Dropping your mic at all? <laughs> what kind of fucking podcast is this? Yeah, what kind of podcast is this? But yeah, uh, it's really cool. I don't think, yeah, I think that's one thing that we really, like, really like lost with our societies is we'll never have that like strength of culture, which is like, I don't, yeah. we're, we're just that level of intensity. Like, but that's the thing, the right? Like, what, what's going to replace the culture? The media? <clears throat> you think oh, the media no, is going to replace the culture? Because that's that's what think, like it looks like. It looks like the media is replacing yeah. the culture. You know, it looks like the media is raising the kids, not the culture. You know, it's like less. It's not nearly as in, it's intense. It's not. It doesn't have the same resolve as uh, what it the traditions have, of the past. It doesn't. Nowhere even close. It doesn't have the same uh, values. You know. Yeah. Like, so it's like one like you know you tradition like you know there's no tradition. It's more just the next well, uh, the next fad to the like you know. Every, they just yeah. pass on to the next uh, in thing, you know. So it's big like, problems. People don't people don't even raise their kids anymore. They just the internet does. Yeah, they they just let the internet raise their kids, which I don't know about you, but um, I would never give my give. I, I'm young, but like I would never give my if I ever had children, I would never give them yeah anything until like they were at least grade nine or grade eight. Absolutely. That's because that's just it's so dangerous, bro. It's so dangerous, especially with all the shit that's going on today, where every every second post is a naked woman. Like you know, yeah, dude. It's like what the that hell, fucks man? your brain. Like that your kids, your you put you give your kid a phone at a young age, that's gonna fuck them up, like for sure, or fuck her up, you know. Yeah, for like, sure, man. Mentally, uh, like and like you know, they're gonna socially, like you know, all that stuff. Like, I mean, your reward circuitry just entirely bypassed whenever you see a pair of tits. Like homework. So messed up, bro. What the hell? Yeah, no, like that's definitely crazy that we just ran that experiment. Where we like we're gonna just offer like when I was a kid playing like battlefield or something it's like i get to go home and be a super soldier for like six hours and and why am i gonna do homework yeah like, yeah you're fucked i can go jerk off like any girl i want instantaneously and then go be a super soldier and we just uh, that was that was they're like yeah it's, that's you should choose homework over that like what like, your <laughs> like brain, yeah, your brain you, doesn't want to fucking do homework, bro. Yeah, like as it, like t- teenage brains are more um, sensitive to dopamine and, and like the other uh, like neurotransmitters that have to do with the reward circuitry, and yeah. so they'll feel pain more, but they also feel pleasure more, which makes them like also they're just, they're just more impulsive. And so when it comes to that stuff, like yeah, there definitely needs to be restrictions on like what you allow your kid to have access to because. Uh, it's it can fuck you up, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, I can That's, imagine like the kids today too. Like, you can know, yeah. you notice it, you know. You see yeah. the, the effect it's had already. Like, yeah. Quality. Sometimes it's like the quality of things. The. I don't know, yeah. You know, I feel like there's a lot of things going on in the background we don't see. You know. I think having dopamine fast. I mean, obviously, I'm saying all this shit. I don't do it myself, but I should do dopamine fast, where like you just take time away from the. Like, just the internet, bro. Just everything. The internet. You live in it's the unplugged. Yeah, or like just unplug for a weekend and like have like a a time off from all the technology just to let your brain reset. That that type of beating every single day from just constant stimulation. It, it's too much. It really is. Yeah, especially as like a young teenager, man. You're just. Oh, no. The effects, just, the long term effects you could have are just menacing. Well. They know that they're like that you can get brain damage from like playing too many video games or 
pornography and it, and it looks similar to the like brain damage caused by cocaine in the brain and and uh how it affects the pathways which is uh pretty messed up and that's not well known and uh yeah i i really think there should be more restrictions uh, and like this is coming from like person who was raised and born in that generation where like i just had unlimited access to technology with like basically zero restrictions it's like you absolutely need restrictions because that stuff is well, so restrictions for certain things yeah i agree like yeah like honestly like and kids you get a digital education like I, you learn how to read and write but you don't there's no education on how to use the the yeah, the, like, the literal information yeah it should it that should be given that to like, it should, in. you know not just programming but everything you know like yeah taught. like it should be like especially with the moving technology like we should have like it should there should be a a media like digital like you know digital media class or like digital yeah like, you know just anything that explains how the internet works and, and what like you know what you have like just to be careful on it and you know yeah. what you watch out for and things we're talking about right now you know like how they can fuck you up psychologically in the future you know yeah just yeah. To, like maybe I even met- just to scare the kids you know like so it's like okay like we're not gonna do that you know yeah i remember i read an article that showed that like girls who like uh were introduced to feminist like ideas were less susceptible to uh uh self-harm and like uh body dysmorphia because they they could uh they would un- understand what they're seeing and they could process it and categorize it differently than a girl who was just naturally exposed to it and uh, i think like definitely in cases like that where it's like there's so many so many self-harm cases and so many like like instances like that like studying and, and like devoting some time to like knowing what are sets of ideas that you can teach kids to make it so that they can better interact with online content so that it can cause less harm i think would be very beneficial and probably be the most beneficial course you could probably have in in school is just teach kids because you're, you're you how much how much like does like a teenager spend yeah. on their phone? Well, I mean, no. Like four hours? Like decent like they, get, the way they this... get it before they're teenagers, bro. They get Yeah. They get the phone when they're like eight, bro. And it's like, oh my God. Like how can you do as a parent, how can you do that? You've just yeah. set your kid up to like you just set your kid up. Like you fuck them up. Yeah. Like it's just too much it's too like much, maybe man. some people are fine, but like I look at like the people around me, especially the girls. When like anybody that's got on their phone early on in their life they're addicted to that thing, bro. They yeah. will not let it go. It leaves their arms. They're they're stressing. They're anxiety yeah. ridden. Yeah. They're fucked up. You know, like it's yeah. a part of their life. Like it's like even for me, it's a part of my life. But like, you know, I'll f- like, bro, I will forget my phone. I will like I got my phone later on. And I I forget that shit. I don't even like look at my texts. Like yeah. I'm I'm irrelevant on the internet. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look I look I, at like uh, these people. I have and they're, minimal like, social media. Yeah. I think that really sets you up if you're running your own PR campaign. <laughs> and you're like, because it's, it's. And who are you showing? <laughs> who are you trying to impress? The people that really yeah. don't give a shit, bro. Like, there's. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's so messed up how, like, you know, someone, like, like, I always think, like, should I post something? Should I post something? And then I'm like, who gives a shit, bro? Like, nobody actually cares. So, like, yeah. why the fuck would I post it? But it's like, it's like, you, it's the only, it's like you want to show off to all these people, kind of, you know? Yeah. You want to yeah. show all these people, look at my, look at, look at me, look at me, you know? But like, probably it's like, who biggest, cares, bro? Probably the biggest realization in my life that like really changed how I see and interact with the world was I realized it's the most egotistical thing in the world to think that people actually give a shit about you when yeah. when you don't know them and they're not your friends. 
And it's like, even if they might say something or even they might think something, it's like, uh, it's egotistical to really think that they care. Because for the most part, they're just going to move on their day. And like, they're, they're not going to think do. about you. And it's like, it's not just like, they're not going to think about you. It's like, no, no, no. It's egotistical for you yourself to think that they care. Because then you're, you're thinking you're that important. And that really changed how I like view and interact with like people now. Where I'm like, yeah, for me to think that, that, that you're really going to go home and like, think about like what I said or, or like be super devoted to that is uh I'm out of my mind. Yeah, it's not it's not realistic and it's yeah more comforting because now now I'm at Well peace. you know, you know, you don't have to yeah. say certain things like you don't because nobody actually like you know nobody Yeah like people care but like to an extent. Obviously you know? obviously I still have the anxiety from like I had I had pretty bad social anxiety when I was a teenager. But like it's much more. It's it's not even comparable. Like it's because it like I'll I'll feel anxiety like oh I said something, but then I'll have that thought. And People like, see yeah, what they want to see. They believe what they want to believe. You know. Yeah, and it allows the anxiety to dissipate. I'm like they don't know me. It's egotistical for me to think that they're gonna still be thinking about me ten seconds after. Like they're moving on with their life and they don't care. Yeah, that's facts. No, it's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, the uh, media. It's a uh, it's a whole thing, and it like. It's weird, man. It's so weird. Yeah. How far up. are we into this podcast? We're half an hour in. Uh, almost. 25 minutes. Yeah, 25 so minutes. We have like five more minutes to talk about stuff. Five more minutes. But yeah. How has the ego been affecting your life and how, yeah. you, how you view your ego? My ego, I feel are like you... it's a weapon that I could use, but I, it could also yeah. be like something that hurts me too, you know? I have to be yeah. careful because, like, when your ego gets hurt, it hurts you, right? Like, you get hurt, like... Yeah. So, like... The bigger it like, is, the harder you fall. Exactly, yeah. So, like, I use it to, like, say, like, oh, to push me forward in certain things, like, you know, especially when I'm at the gym, like, like you are that motherfucker, yeah. you know, I tell myself, like, you know, like, like, work harder, but, like, you know, like, yeah. to get the full potential, but then after it's, like, you get, let's say, like, let's say someone just totally beats you, like, someone just does your max and, like, you know, like, it's nothing. Yeah. It hurts a bit, but that, that was never a big thing to me because i know like my ego will tell me like oh, i'll just work harder than them you know i'll get i'll get better <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's like there's that thing where it's like my ego will tell myself like i'll always tell myself like you know it'll always have like a backup plan kind of like it'll always say like hey like yeah. you got this you know yeah yeah but i don't know if that's my ego or if that's something else but i know like that's like um there's a thing like i like my ego i have a good relationship with my ego like i don't like uh yeah let it cloud my judgment in a sense like but you keep it as a fuel i keep it as yeah more of like a tool i can use you know like yeah like i just like i can use that to push myself forward you know for me i i view my ego as almost like a purely negative thing because i find it always clouds my judgment and but that's probably not not a healthy relationship i don't, I don't think well, i have a healthy depends. relationship like, you know done. every relationship it's it could be healthy it could be it doesn't matter their healthiness right Cause yeah you don't, you don't what's a what's a healthy relationship with your ego like it's impossible to have like, yeah it's like, like me too like there's me, probably unhealthy parts about it and there's probably healthy yeah. parts about it too you know yeah, for me, like, because I, my ego, I, I recognize, like, I, I, it took me to, like, the first year of college to recognize it, but, like, my ego is more of, like, a vulnerable ego, where, like, I recognize, like, it's egotistical to think, like, people think about me, or that uh, I'm, I'm falling apart, or things aren't working out, because I I'm, tend to be, like, ne naturally just more of, a, like, a negative person. I'm not very optimistic, and for me, it's, like, trying to curb the ego and, like, reshape it to be more positive. I knew that I realized like my natural offset inclination is to be more of a negative person and to like shift that and be like, instead of having like a vulnerable ego where it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm shit at this. Fuck. It's like, it's egotistical to think that 
I would be good at it first try. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. You have to be like, it, yeah, like that. I understand already. Like I know that. Like, like when I go yeah. to situations, I know I'm gonna be shit. Like from the beginning, but that doesn't. Yeah, I already know. You know, you already know that kind of. Yeah, thing. and so for me, it's like to try and reform my ego to be like with things that are positive to be like i like to change the conception so it's like i can be good at this if i tried instead of being like yeah yeah egotistical and shooting myself in the foot off the start by being like well i suck at this right and you know reshaping the ego and so it has positive effects rather than negative effects because I, I think I, I used to make the mistake of thinking ego was something that's purely positive or like not positive, but purely like optimistic, and like I'm, uh, I have a big ego. You yeah, know, like you think you're the best and all that stuff. Like that's like yeah, deep. that's but, a, that's the basic interpretation of ego, right? Like, but like, I realized that that's egotistical. Like, or... Yeah, but I realized I was actually like I was like I'm a very humble person because I I I always like, self deprecate and like, I, I I see the flaws in myself. But I, and I came to realize that, is like, that your ego too? Also... Like when you like when you understand like you see the flaws and you understand other people why they do things. Like is that ego also or like what is that like? Like, you know, when it's like, um, you know, your ego is like, you tell yourself, yeah. I could do this, like, I'm the best, you know, like, that's like, it's also you saying, okay, I have to humble myself here, like, I'm not the best, you know, that's also yeah. ego, right? Yeah, but when, when I talk talk about ego, yeah, I guess that, 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 that that's a well-formed ego, right? But I think when we, when we use the word ego, we tend to talk about when it's, like, not yeah, formed not properly, good, yeah. when it's falling apart. And so, yeah, when I use the word ego, I, I really mean a misshapen ego, one that's like, that's like falling apart. And because and, for me, it's ego. When I use it, I, probably a, a better term would be arrogance. And yeah, so I, I noticed that in a way, being, you can be arrogant if you think that, if you think negatively about yourself. And, and that can be a really arrogant thing. And, uh, and to curb that and to be more humble. Which can be, be mean being nicer to yourself in many, many, many ways, really reshaped how I see my life, and I think honestly made me a better person. Yeah, I know. Once you understand that, like I feel like you can work around it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we just, anyways, we just hit our thirty-minute mark. So yeah, we're gonna be done for today. Sounds good. But uh, that was good talks. You know, a lot of interesting stuff we talked about today. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. We'll see you next time on the Disqualified Experts disqualified podcast. Disqualified Experts, yeah. Yeah, we are Disqualified Experts, as you can tell. With every word we say, understand, it's, we have no we have no credentials. Mm, I have not, no idea what I'm talking about. I literally, like, we're not smart. We're just regular people. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, yeah. that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way, yeah, that's the way the, yeah, the cookie crumbles. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm going to say bye because <laughs> All right. All right. See you guys. Peace. Peace.